All right. I thought it was going to be 12.05. It's 12.03. You're early. I texted you 12.05. It's 12.03. I was trying to be really precise with it, you know? Yeah. I thought you would appreciate that. No, no. I, I always do when you're just walking in and it's 11.59. Yeah, like I'm, it's always a you know... It's really this but show. You missed the mark this time. It's this okay. show is really, it's really, um, what is it? Uh, like the regimen of it uh-huh. r- really helps you to kind of orient your life in a way. Like find a routine that works for you. I mean, like, I'm sure yours looks a lot different than mine, but like just in general mm-hmm. to sort of structure things a little bit. There's an order to it, for sure. To, to not leave too many loose ends and uh-huh. hold yourself accountable and all these things. Well, what, what happened with me was, so I was, uh, well, first of all, well, okay, I'll just go right into it. Okay. Well, like last night, I was uh, out and I was in a similar location to where my vehicle got stolen. Right. Last time. And so I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to take the Tesla instead cuz people okay. aren't really stealing those. Yeah. And you start to think about it and you're like, okay, well, why do you feel what like what leads to this fact that for the most part these electric vehicles aren't being stolen? And it's because of supply and demand. It's because the markets in which these things eventually end up the type of vehicles that people are purchasing the stolen vehicles that people are willing to pay for that are worthwhile where there's money to be made are going to places that don't really have the infrastructure (laughs) the ev is not what they're looking for Uh and on top of that even just getting the vehicle to the port to get it on loaded on a ship there's a whole different layer and level of complexity when you're dealing with an EV. And so yeah. what this all amounts to is that if you look at the stolen vehicle numbers, the EVs are low uh-huh. and other vehicles are high. So anyway, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to take the Tesla with me. Now, the Tesla, the thing was, it was sitting for a while. Mm. Like I didn't drive it. Uh-oh. So I just didn't know what I was dealing with. Uh-huh. As far as range and stuff, I yeah. know it had range when I parked it a while ago, but it wasn't sitting on a charger or anything like that. So okay. I was just like, hmm, let me check this out. Because, you know, it's always, it's kind of like a hit and miss. Well, you can check on your app, right? No, no, I know. But like, I had already made this decision that I was going to be driving it and then I'm about to leave and I'm opening the app. Oh, okay. And it's I One op- of those rush moments. And it's the same thing that ke- keeps happening where... The weather is playing such a role because I open the app and you know how the app takes a moment to refresh. Mm. At first it says some figure and then as soon as it refreshes, it's 60 kilometers less than what it was yeah. when I last left it. Sometimes it's like uh, 12 hours. It hasn't updated. Sometimes it's like five minutes. Weird. You know. Um, anyway, so. But it's spring. Yeah, so it should be better, right? It shouldn't have gone the other direction, uh-huh. but I guess, yeah, I don't, I listen, I don't know, man, dormant and these calculations, and it also got a big update, so, like, there's a lot of things going on, but I took it, and then I needed a boost, so I had to charge it back up, but then I came to work today, and I noticed that this is your thing now, that you own this charger now. 
Yeah, since you're not using it, I figured. Uh, so I was wondering. So the studio has a charger. So I was wondering, wondering. I was wondering, what do you need all these boosts for? Because aren't you charging in the garage? Yeah, but my house is situated where we have one like driveway, and in order to get to the garage, you have to move the Bronco. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's really first world problems, but. Um, <laughs> I'm just using the charger at the studio now <laughs> to so, charge the Tesla. So strictly what's happening there is just like the the one car is just like blocking the it's charger? Blocking That's it. all it is? That yeah. takes you two seconds to move it. I know, I know. But it's a it's it's yeah. a situation where it's just pure laziness. And I blame myself for it. Well, don't go don't be too hard on yourself. Well, I think yeah. pe- I think people have done worse. Yeah. I think that there's a there's probably a lot of people that have found themselves in a similar circumstance over the years mm-hmm. of the the old what do you call it the uh, driveway musical chairs of moving cars around. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Well, anyway, it's all right. I got I got some KMs in there now, mm. so you go ahead and get your KMs. All right, I'm glad. Yeah. Cool. And I and I knew. Thanks for sharing. And I knew right away because I'm like, I was looking, I, I looked down the parking lot and I'm like, hmm, no Bronco. I know who's on the plug. Yeah. I know what's <laughs> going on here. Yeah. It's really. Um, so you're not really driving the Bronco then, I guess. Uh, I'm just going to wait until it's summer, summer, and then we're just going to maybe go camping or something. Oh. With the Bronco. Summer, summer. Yeah. Double summer. Yeah, it's just, I got to say, like, owning a Bronco, it kills gas. Like, nothing. Nothing I've ever seen before. <laughs> the, so your mind is really on the gas. Ga- your your mind is really on the gas part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I do see a difference, you know, with electric vehicles. Um, it's, there is a big difference, at least right now, in terms of, like, fueling up. But which Bronco did you get? Isn't there one more than one motor option for it? Yeah, there's two. Which one did you get? The lower one, the stock one. So shouldn't that one be the more fuel? Shouldn't that be the more fuel efficient one? You would think so. Um, But I guess I guess it's it's relative, right? Like, and you're comparing to Model Three, which guess how much a a gas Model Three uses? (laughs) Yeah. Zippo. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not really a fair comparison, right? Mm-hmm, you got a mm-hmm. 2.7 liter V6 EcoBoost versus an electric motor and, yeah. and a and a charger. And I really like in like driving the Tesla. It's just really nice, you know, just overall in general. So you would say that since you made your video, you've gone, you've become even more. Uh, the actually the gap has widened because in that video you were saying as well that y- you preferred the Tesla at the time, uh-huh. actually ha- having owned both of them, and then now I feel like that gap is widened. Is it just, just based slightly how you sounded there? Just You're slightly, like, and yeah. I like to drive it. Uh huh. I I really do enjoy driving the Tesla in long distances more than the Bronco. Yeah. Um, that might change when I have to depend on the Bronco for more rugged terrain. Like if we go camping somewhere that's a bit more off the path. 
But I do drive, like to drive the Tesla on the highway, you know, local streets. Smooth sailing. It's just a little bit more luxury feeling. Yeah, it's refined. A, part, a big part of that is just this, like, depending on also what you're used to and your expectation around ride quality and things like that. Once you get up into taller vehicles, boxier vehicles, different stiffer suspensions, more aggressive tire wheel packages there's no way it's ever gonna feel like a sedan or mm -hmm. a, a car that's lower to the ground more aerodynamic mm -hmm. quieter oh like, man the tesla is way quieter than the of Bronco course it is because the the roof comes off right yeah. at the top and like there's so much wind noise wind. and since it is a boxy car yeah. it's just like there's a lot of drag rattling that produces noise yeah yeah. Um, Tesla is just smooth. Look at it's you. Like, it's just a little bit. Look at you, you, you old man, looking yeah. for a quiet ride. Yeah, you're unbelievable. Turn yeah, it down. It, it, dep <laughs> it depends. I think you can kind of get used to anything. It's just that the fact that you have both sitting there and you're constantly a being it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you just had one or the other, you wouldn't necessarily tweak as hard. Mm -hmm. The same thing happened to me when I was moaning about one pedal driving. Is it? It's it, it's most evident when you go side by side A B test it, mm -hmm. but it fades away if you commit. Right, right. And that's like a lot of things in life. It's like you go, you go to the I'm over at the supermarket the other day, and they're like, "Yo, try this cheddar out." Like it's an aged cheddar over here, mm. and they got if they got it next to the plain cheddar, you're like, "Damn, that's a nice cheddar." comparatively but uh -huh. ho however if it was just like on something like on a sandwich or in your fridge or whatever you wouldn't even be thinking in that framework you just be like ah whatever it's, mm -hmm. there it is and there's something about that immediate ab and it's not a thing you get to do often with cars because you normally don't have that many sitting around yeah and test driving doesn't really work because it's all weird and there's like people sitting there and it's so temporary and like so rapid mm -hmm. so like owning Two completely different cars gives you a, a an insight that there's really no other way to gather. Yeah, I think you're right. Like trying to find a case study for each, I think it's really important because in many ways the Bronco crushes the Tesla in different situations, right? So you kind of pick and choose in different scenarios which car you're gonna take. But yeah, you're you're right. Like I don't take it for granted. I, I think I'm extremely lucky lucky to be able to afford these two vehicles to try them out, you know? And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, absolutely. I wasn't actually, I didn't mean it from that standpoint. Like, I, I, I suppose I did as well. I'm just saying that A-B testing in general is such a valuable experience. Yeah. It, getting the chance to A-B anything exposes and sort of illuminates the attributes of each so much more than having a delay between that test or never uh -huh, a being uh -huh. to begin with or it like it almost uncovers things you didn't even know like you would have got yeah, the, yeah, let's yeah. say you got the bronco without the b test you're uh -huh. just like this is how cars sound and then you just get used to it and you're like it's uh -huh. not loud but the next day you'd be like i'm gonna take this different car and you're like god damn it's quiet in here and then you can't unhear what you've heard yeah it's weird how it illuminates stuff that you would otherwise go overlooked there are appreciations the the insights that you kind of find and the subtleties in each vehicle 
Um, and you learn to appreciate each vehicle and its pros and cons. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not just talking about vehicles. Like I'm saying, yeah. a, I'm saying AB in general. I think wine is a good example. AB in general. You know, you know, like here's the thing. Like I remember, I remember I did a taste test. I think I was with uh, Peter McKinnon and we were tasting different coffees from fast food places. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a billion years ago. Mm-hmm. And we weren't sure how effective, like capable we would be, even though we both drink a lot of coffee, if we mm-hmm. could pick out. Like the McDonald's, Tim Hortons, Starbucks, etc. Right. And we picked every single one out. When you have them right there side by side, it's incredible. Yeah. But on their own, you're like, yeah, it's coffee. Uh huh. But uh-huh. next to one another, like if I, when I put the Tim Hortons or or maybe uh, I can't even remember actually. Maybe it was a McDonald's. I think. Or the Tim Hortons next to the Starbucks, I could pu- I could pick that Starbucks instantly. Mm. It was without hesitation, mm-hmm. even you know unlabeled. And all of a sudden, the other coffee started to taste like tea, like they were so light. Right, right. I don't remember if that was a dark roast. I think we try to keep it fair. Look at this, four years ago. Damn, dude. Shout out, Peter. I don't know what you're up to, but we should have a coffee. Yeah. Have a and for some reason I have for some reason I have Starbucks today. Super strong. Is there a reason why? Well, I, that's the thing. When I'm drinking, when I order dark roast over there, and I try to order dark roast as well from Tim Hortons, but when I order dark roast over there, I don't sip on it and go, "Oh, uh, this is so bold." I just go, "Oh, that's my coffee." Mm. I don't think about it. But if you if I had the other one there, I'd be like, "That's much more robust." Yeah. And then if I had the coffee I make at home next to that, I'd be like, that's much more robust. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's all relative. Yeah. It's all relative. And it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, I'm I'm out there playing hockey last night. Okay. You know, and we're talking about uh, the best player in the world, Connor McDavid. And we're, and it's like, what what is fast? It's like, oh, that guy's really fast. It's like, no, 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 no. That guy's really fast. Right, right. But it's in relationship that you notice those discrepancies. In mm-hmm. isolation, alone on the rink, if you were to watch any one, you'd be like, damn, that dude's fat. Mm-hmm. Put them next to each other, you're like, no, 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 no. That dude's fast. Right, right. TikTok, what's going on with TikTok over here? Um, did you happen to catch the hearing? Uh, I did not watch the hearing. I watched the initial pre-hearing media frenzy oh dude it I, was like five hours yeah i saw pure grilling is, is this is this guy ai by the way like have you did you watch any of his clips where'd they get this guy from yeah he is just uh so happy and 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 oh you know we got everybody on here and uh like he is just nailing whatever uh-huh. he is supposed to nail as Hardcore far as training i'm friendly and yeah. i'm no threat to you like they found the guy uh, the i'm friendly i'm no threat guy they found the guy you understand so chat gpt they found chat gpt in human form well no because chat gpt is edge even edgier than this this guy everything he's saying as far as i can tell everything I, was all neutral to him exactly like nothing really meant anything i watched his uh initial kind of promo i don't even know which social media he put it on 
I don't even think it was TikTok. I think he put on Twitter or something. But anyway, his initial sh- social media was like, uh, uh, here's how many Americans are loving TikTok and enjoying using TikTok. And I'm in Washington, D.C. right now to make sure that you get to continue to love and enjoy your TikTok. Because uh, it's 175 million Americans that are. And he's like, we want to spread joy. I'm out here spreading joy. And you're just like, look at this guy go. <laughs> It's like it's like he's not even getting grilled. It's like he's not even here yeah. walking a tightrope. It's mm-hmm. like he's not even on edge. Um, they got the right guy for it, don't they? So we're talking about Shu Chu, the CEO of TikTok at the moment. Chu, is that how you say that? Um, how that's say how that? they spell it. Oh, sorry. It's just because you had the Z in there, the... You, yeah, you mess, you mess yeah. me up. It's a it's a triple threat. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that's his maybe middle name. It's a triple threat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, representatives from across the political spectrum hammered and beleaguered see the CEO accusing him of aiding in a Chinese plot to undercut American power. How how awkward are these interactions? No matter what, all the suits yeah. and everybody goes. All right, my turn. Yeah. So explain to me, uh, through the ringer. Why is it that you are single-handedly ruining American democracy? And they <laughs> <It's> like, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why are you killing our children? <laughs> oh my God! I you, I watched about three hours of it, and um, you watched three hours of this. Yeah, last night to try to, you know, do some research. Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. So to kind of summarize, um, Congress had to grill this this guy on TikTok who's the CEO. And see, the CEO had to represent, you know, and defend what he's doing within TikTok. And there was this whole, you know... Um, like collaboration with ByteDance, um, TikTok's parent company. But basically Congress, um, they were like, I would say maybe over like 30 or 40 Congress men and women were just grilling him. Like they had, I don't know, maybe like three minutes at a time. And it was just constant, constant grilling. And it just kind of takes me back to... Um, Zuckerberg and his Congress meeting, it was bad, but I think this one was way worse because this was all about the children and all about spying. And it was all negative. There was no one that was on his (laughs) side. I'm not, I don't feel bad for him, but like, man, like it was like four or five hours of just constant harassment. I, I don't know. It, it was, it, I, I don't know. I don't feel bad for him, but it's just like, man, so that's that's crazy. After like the, mental th- the three hours that you spent watching this transpire, is your opinion at the moment that TikTok is in trouble? Are we getting ever closer to a complete ban based on the way that this sounded? Yeah, it seems like every... Um, Congress person was focused on like not liking TikTok at all and mm. want it banned mm. in the US. 
there was no votes of like compassion of for TikTok at all. It was just like we need it out of the country. Wow. Yeah, it was very. Um, I always like in like I enjoyed these. Part of you like, wonders. Well, part of but. you wonders why they agree to to even like I don't even know how this works, as far as if they can be forced to present themselves in these situations. Mm-hmm. Like, is this like uh, basically like a subpoena? I guess maybe it is. And they have to send somebody if they want to continue to be operational or some service could be suspended or something. I presume there's uh, methods of persuasion to get you there. But it is interesting that they put it on blast. It's for the public to see. They bring the person in and lambast them. And you watch it happen. And you're curious as to why if they feel the way they do as potential influences and policymakers and so forth – why don't they just get rid of it then? Why do they sit and chat to this guy and yell at him? Like, why don't they just get rid of it then? Is that harder to do than it sounds? Do they need, how much evidence do they need? I guess probably they were presenting some of their evidence. There was quite a few evidence pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, In this case, this woman, uh, Representative Kamak, Kamak, so this was the most dramatic one because she did not ask any questions. It was just um, pure berating. Uh, she talked mainly about this one TikTok video that has garnered a lot of views and is really negative about pulling up a weapon and going into this uh, place to shoot up, you know, people. And it was up for like over 40 days it hasn't been taken down um so she literally had like just totally berating him about it and um like he tried to respond and she's like no we're done can you give me a little of and it? that's it can you give me a touch sure give me a little touch to our data privacy security why did an internal memo from TikTok, corporate headquarters explicitly coach senior management to, quote, downplay the parent company ByteDance. Why would they say downplay the China Association and downplay AI? This is from an internal memo from your company. Why, if you had nothing to hide, would you need to downplay the association with ByteDance in China? Congressman, I have not seen this UK, memo. UK, can't answer that question. Mr. Sho, I'd like to direct your attention to the screen for a short video, if you don't mind. So, yeah, the, there was... No, like no, I want more, I want more. Don't, don't, don't take it away from me, Will. I okay. want more. Well, they're going to show the offensive uh, video. Oh, 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 you don't want to show that. Okay, you can cut away for that if you want. Cut away and just let me see it. It's basically a gun and, you know, yeah. See, okay. it is captioned me as F... At the House Energy and Commerce Committee on March 23rd of this year, this video was posted before this hearing was publicly noticed. I think that's a very interesting point to raise. But more concerning is the fact that it was a threat to them by name. Your own community guidelines state that you have a firm stance against enabling violence on or off TikTok. We do not allow people to use our platform to threaten or incite violence or to promote violent extremist organizations, individuals, or acts. 
When there is a threat to public safety or an account is used to promote or glorify off-platform violence, we ban the account. This video has been up for 41 days. It is a direct threat to the chairwoman of this committee, the people in this room, and yet it still remains on the platform. And you expect us to believe that you are capable of maintaining the data security, privacy and security of 150 million Americans where you can't even protect the people in this room? I think that is blatant display of how vulnerable people who use TikTok are. You couldn't take action after 41 days when a clear threat, a very violent threat to the chairwoman of this committee and the members of this committee was posted on your platform. You damn well know that you cannot oh, protect well, the data and security well, of this well committee know. or the 150 million users of your app because it is an extension of the CCP. And with that, I yield back. Can I respond, Chair? No, we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah, <they're done. laughs> That was uh, probably the most dramatic. What? Can I respond? We're going to move on. Uh-huh. Damn, dude. There were a lot of instances where he They just respond. bring you there to just plaster just you. Yeah, just can- grill. Like, you just have to sit through it. So... She was, I think, the only one that did that. Others had questions, but didn't really allow him to answer. Just kind of like the Zuckerberg one. It was just kind of, okay, well, let's move on, you know? Um, <laughs> so it is kind of like an ear beating. Oh, my baby. Yeah. Holy guacamole. Can we get a, huh? the clip that I was talking about? About how okay. ha- how happy this guy tried to be. Can you get that clip for me? Maybe just search for it on YouTube, his name. And see if you can get the initial clip of him announcing the fact that he's in Washington. I just want to show you how polished this guy, how prepared they tried to make. Obviously, it didn't matter. Because they didn't even let him. They didn't even let him talk. It must have been on Twitter. Maybe try try Twitter. Here? No. Oh, it's ago. it's like him actually publishing it itself. What's well, it's on his profile, let's say. Does he have a Twitter account? He must, right? Like, where else would I have seen this? Because it definitely wasn't on TikTok. Oh, you know what it was? It was in a news article that talked about whether it would be banned or not. Because it had a, it had a graph on it over whether or not people right now would approve or vote for a complete outright ban. Okay. And it was embedded in there, so maybe it was a TikTok message or video. Sorry. Uh, This is going to be impossible to find now because I just realized there's about 400,000 different... Holy moly. This is huge. Why are you showing me this? What is this? This auto-played. Oh. I went to TikTok. Oh, Sorry. I thought this was part of the story here. No, no. That was a freaky video. She's crying. Uh, maybe it was on the official TikTok. TikTok. It was. It was. Okay. Well, have you okay. seen this stuff? Or no, no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, okay, so play this video right here. 17 million views. Hi, everyone. Play it's this. Still here. I'm the CEO of TikTok. I'm here in Washington, D.C. today, and uh, I have some news and updates to share with everyone here. Today, I'm super excited to announce 
that more than 150 million Americans are on TikTok. That's almost half of the U.S. coming to TikTok to connect, to create, to share, to learn, and just to have some fun. This includes Death. 5 million... Someone needs to edit this with the Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> me. I was just <laughs> saying. I was just thinking that. Oh, man. TikTok employees in the U.S. who are helping us build this incredible community in America and around the world. Now, this comes at a pivotal moment for us. Some politicians have started talking about banning TikTok. Now, this could take TikTok away from all 150 million of you. I'll be testifying before Congress later this week to share all that we're doing to protect Americans using the app and deliver on our mission oh, to inspire creativity and to bring joy. Let me know in the comments what you want your elected representatives to know about what you love about TikTok. Hi everyone, it's Show. Hey guys, it's Show here. As you know, I just testified before Congress and I wanted to share my thoughts about the experience with you. Now before I do that, I really want to thank you for the comments in the last video. Now TikTok is all about conversations and community and I'm so grateful to hear from all of you. Now here are a few of my favorites. Now that is what it's all about. A lot was said at the hearing, but I hope you heard the message, the important message, that it is our oh, responsibility man. to protect more than 150 million Americans who love and use our platform. Now, this is why I'm making the following commitments to you. Number one, we will continue to keep safety, especially for teenagers, a top priority. Second, we will continue to protect your data from unauthorized foreign access. Now, in the US, American data will be stored on American soil by an American company overseen by American personnel. Third, we will ensure that TikTok remains a platform for free expression and that it cannot be manipulated by any government. And fourth, we will be transparent and give access to third-party independent monitors to keep us accountable for our commitments. Now, we know that trust is built with every decision we make. We are proud of the groundbreaking work we are doing to be the most trusted platform in the world. Thank you for listening. I hope you share this information with your friends, your family, and your elected officials on why TikTok is important to you. Yeah. Hey guys, the show here. As you know. Yeah. Do you trust him more or less? <sighs> I mean, the media training is just wild. Oh. This like really upbeat children's children's show book kind of. Hey guys, I really wanted to let you know uh, today mm -hmm. what we're going to be talking about is, and you're just like, whoa. It, it just it's kind of unreal you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's 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 like can you it's like you could program the guy up to say whatever you need yeah you just, somebody's right. typing it in from behind mm -hmm. they're just typing it in yeah and you know it's obviously like you do kind of feel a little bit for the individual who is a human and is being maneuvered around by these like mega monsters to like you're gonna go there like I, what is his phone call what's the phone call after he gets off this one he gets out of here he gets on that call mm -hmm. <laughs> I, yes White dance is on the line. Oh, no, at the door. They're at the hotel. Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm here. <laughs> oh. Um.
it's it's exactly what we expect in a hearing like this. Um, <laughs> it's very dramatic, though. You know, uh, like in in these meetings, you don't expect it to be, but there are some funny, subtle things. Like where he gets always interrupted, kind of like Zuckerberg. Do you have more for me? Can I watch some more of it? Um, Can you give me, just give me a little more. Give me, you were right there. No, no, I want some of the, yes, yes. You want the hearing? Give me a little. And one of our fastest growing demographics are people over 35. We spent a lot of time adopting measures to protect teenagers. Many of those measures are firsts for the social media industry. We, for, we forbid direct messaging for people under 16, and we have a 16-minute watch time by default for those under 18. Now, I would also like to talk about national security concerns that you have raised that we take very, very seriously. Let me start by addressing a few misconceptions about ByteDance, of which we are a subsidiary. ByteDance is not owned or controlled by the Chinese government. It's a private company. 60% of the company is owned by global institutional investors. 20% is owned by the founder and 20% owned by employees around the world. ByteDance has five board members. Three of them are American. Now, TikTok itself is not available in mainland China. We're headquartered in Los Angeles and in Singapore, and we have 7,000 employees in the U.S. today. Still, we have heard important concerns about the potential for unwanted foreign access to U.S. data and potential manipulation of the TikTok U.S. ecosystem. Our approach has never been to dismiss or trivialize any of these concerns. We have addressed them with real action. Now, that's what we've been doing for the last two years, building what amounts to a firewall that seals off protected U.S. user data from unauthorized foreign access. The bottom line is this. American data stored on American soil by an American company overseen by American personnel. We call this initiative Project Texas. That's where <laughs> Oracle is headquartered. Yeah, they, they Today, talk a lot about Project Texas. Wow. I think it's an initiative to... It's a very American some, choice. ...somehow make it more American. Sound really American. Yeah, I think the initiative was um, created because of Trump, like back, back then, when he wanted to ban TikTok. Mm -hmm. So they made it the most American project ever. <laughs> Somebody in the chat says, if CCP asks for the data, Skydance can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen, it's it's rough, but it's rugged. Listen, what happened to Huawei? I think everything's up for grabs here. It could go away. It absolutely could go away. Yeah, absolutely. And I got to look into it a little more. Uh, like, this is going to be an ongoing thing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It probably won't be the last time we talk about it here on this show. It's just, it's really hard to sit through that and not think something shady's going on. I'm just saying, it's just hard. And by the way, it's not exclusive to ByteDance or that guy. As you mentioned, it was equally awkward and weird when it was Zuckerberg and they were talking about elections yeah. and potential for interference and everything else. It is just kind of a giant mess, this thing. 
and who is really ready to do this thing the right way? Mm-hmm. I mean, having a company be based in America, be American, that's one thing. But the idea of governing, censoring, uh, the violent pages that were posted, picking them out, getting rid of them quickly. Like, which company do you think is most poised to properly kind of maintain and manage the scope of social media that they're uh, uh, that is uh, underneath their control like which uh-huh. one has done it well uh-huh uh, w- definitely there are many that do zero business in china right uh google i don't know if is facebook zero business there's no google in china uh-huh. outside of android i guess which is interesting and I think Congress is somewhat concerned about that. But if you look at the grilling he got over the gun post, mm-hmm. it was unrelated to that. Mm-hmm. It was just straight up, hey, we don't trust that you guys can manage this thing. We don't trust you can create a safe environment or a positive environment or a, uh, an environment that we want to have, want young people to have access to. We don't believe you're the right yeah. guys for the job. And it just seems like TikTok is geared towards young people and is probably the most addicting app like social in terms of social media so that's why they do have to grill um and negative content um that's not supposed to be there is on every social media platform it's just they uh, at least tiktok had to hear the brunt of it in this case. Somebody, like, somebody here in the chat is saying uh, it's been banned for two years now in India, and it's the best thing the government ever did. Yeah, I mean, YouTube, Facebook are probably lobbying against this as well. You know? So I, I feel like TikTok is like just kind of like surrounded at this point. The the stuff about the youth is legit. The youth are into it, man. Yeah, they they also talked about a lot of the trends, like the blackout challenge and yes, you know, yeah, sure, the the milk crate challenge, that kind of stuff. It's, uh, I mean, par- that's where those trends are born, right? And things happen too fast for them to govern it. Uh-huh. It happens too fast and it takes off. Reposted, the technology is faster. Than the maintenance. Mm-hmm. Technology is just flying. Apparently there's a moment where he gets asked about eye tracking inside the software. Yeah, to determine, I think, um, the age of the, the viewer. Yeah. And also track or like can you scanning find, each video. Can you find that section for, for me? For uh, the age. If you, if, you, if you go on YouTube, can you do TikTok, uh, Congress... TikTok Congress eye tracking. Nobody cut that piece out. Maybe split up eye tracking into two words. Maybe not. Oh, denies app spies on users. Can you give me that one down there? Yeah, let's try that. This one. Or is this just a whole deal? Oh, my God. Five, five hours and 24 and minutes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let me see if I can find it on the web here. 
or I don't know. Somebody just said it in the chat. I'm not sure if maybe they can give me the timestamp if somebody is uh, knows mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah, there was one moment where uh, someone asked that um, it was TikTok scanning videos of users to dictate their age. Right. And he couldn't answer. Right. Yeah. He's it was doing, literally scanning doing like the calculation or not. Yeah, or doing the calculation, child. like, is this a good thing or not? Because obviously people lie about their age. Mm-hmm. And eye tracking is not um, exclusive to TikTok. Obviously, there's apps that do it. I think the question here is, okay, they've got all these restrictions for 16-year-olds or these new restrictions they're talking about for people under the age of 16. But how do you verify that a person is over the age of 16 other than just like a checkbox mm-hmm. you're not asking them for id mm-hmm. a lot of interesting questions that need to be answered here will yeah apparently they paid influencers to attend this uh, rally that's what i heard from uh <laughs> wired they made a report right um so tiktok covered travels Hotels, meals, shuttle rides. I didn't get the offer. I didn't get that offer. (laughs) You're the most avid supporter of TikTok. I got a sign. (laughs) I love TikTok. Yeah. Ahead of TikTok, uh, CEO's much-anticipated testimony in the United States House of Representatives today. Oh, House of Representatives. The embattled tech firm conducted a full court press on Capitol Hill. This included paying to bring TikTok influencers face-to-face. With their home state lawmakers, staffers, and journalists, as well as sharing their journey with their collective audience of some 60 million followers, TikTok covered travel, hotels, meals, and shuttle rides to and from the Capitol for dozens of influencers, according to the creators and the company itself. Each social media star was invited to bring a plus one, whether they flew in from Oklahoma uh, or New York or drove there. Uh, what there was something kind of recent like this. It was a little bit different, but when you had the bill C eleven, was mm-hmm. it here in Canada? They were trying to, they were asking if I would go talk to lawmakers here because people were yeah. pissed about this particular thing. And uh, I don't remember if it's C eleven or anyway. Yeah, and some YouTubers did go, and some YouTubers that actually did a great job of sort of articulating the issues with that particular bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so what did you have? You had uh, a protest going on outside of keep TikTok, get rid of TikTok, keep TikTok. TikTok um, stars rallying. So that's the stars dressed in suits? I'm Weird. not too sure. I couldn't find any pictures. Why does that image, why do these images look AI generated? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was like a huge protests i think it was just like a little peaceful rally my voice thrives on tiktok hashtag keep tiktok yeah well this was their move i don't think they got a big enough group they got like a dozen or so there i think they needed a bigger group will i think so too. to make the case oh boy can we hear what they're saying is there a video of it um let's see What would you, how would you even search that? Uh, TikTok. Uh, that image. 
TikTok influencer protest. <laughs> protest? Rally. Why is there no video of it, actually? Now that I think about it, there's just a couple frames of... What if you go to videos? What if you click on videos on the far right? Or is this risky? Turn your screen off first. Okay. Broadcast your screen to the world. <laughs> Nothing. What is this conspiracy? Yeah. There's not a single video of these dozens of influencers out front of... TikTok didn't pay for videos. <laughs> Maybe I could find it on TikTok. Hold on one second here. Ah, uh, now you're thinking, Will. Or on YouTube. Up, Re-uploaded from TikTok. Uh-huh. TikTok influencer. Okay, here we go. Rally. Oh, this is NBC. Creators who have come here oh. to oppose a potential. Oh, here we go. Ban. I'm here today to rally creators oh, here we go. in opposition to, to banning TikTok, which is one of the most effective digital organizing tools Democrats have. I'm a mental health advocate who's been able to use Whoa. TikTok to build community and democratize mental health resources and education by sharing my own experiences. As a science teacher on the app, TikTok helps me break down the four walls of my classroom and educate Whoa. all over the world. TikTok isn't just an app, this is a community of people. Whose lives have been cultivated and created by hardworking people that deserve a space online. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of videos, though. I got one here a day ago, South China Morning Post. Okay. Uh, or NBC News on YouTube. If you just search TikTok Influencer Rally on YouTube, and maybe we'll see them yelling and screaming. Those people seem to, they seem to have had a, yeah, you can pick whichever one you want. Like, they seemed really polished. Getting all set up there. Get a couple signs made. As air around China. Okay. Hmm. Seems pretty subdued. Yeah. Here we go sufficient infrastructure around the technology to make sure that U.S. data is protected. So I think while those concerns are valid and like, I myself have had them, I think to hear what TikTok is doing is giving me reassurance about, you know, using the platform and kind of knowing that my audience is also safe using the platform. I will say that TikTok has inspired every creator to be an entrepreneur and to make money and to pay they got every demographic covered share and, and, and financial advisors check right those now, gloves TikTok accounts sharing their information and their their advice to creators and users to better uh, inform them about how to make better business decisions wouldn't TikTok be fighting to protect half of America's lives it is the number one downloaded app and I understand that it may have a Chinese, have Chinese origins, but this is American people, American employees, American businesses, American lives. Okay. Well, that didn't go so well. No, why? This rally, I mean. You're just saying it's too slim? Yeah, I yeah. mean, TikTok has over a hundred Mil 150 million users in the U.S. and this is what they come up with. There's like 50 people. You saying they should have had a bigger budget? 
Well, the monetize the monetization. I thought they'd be younger. Well, you can't fly out a bunch of miners. Well, they flew them out. This is all expenses paid over here. Oh, jeez. I mean, it is. They need to work harder. No, it is right. They, they. I guess you could have flown out whole families. That gets expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's not looking good right so, now. I'm just going to say that right now. I believe there probably is some kind of way to uh, through so, through some type of merger or partial acquisition or something with a some kind of U.S. based tech giant that yeah. could figure out a way to uh, manage things in a manner that's more satisfactory to the American public, North American public. Because they did try with Oracle by having their data stored in u.s servers i know but who really knows that's what that's the who point really knows? that's the point who really knows and who's capable of policing it and they may find it easier in the end to just say see you later but, you know, that you know, they, might be the easy option. they they might they they might just do it it would be somewhat unprecedented obviously we have the the president of Huawei, which would ha- which be pretty much straight up ban, and then also uh, had difficulties from a trade perspective, even getting components from American companies to continue to build sure. their products, even for other markets. Mm-hmm. So like a real pinch on that, um, and maybe maybe we see something similar in this case. Maybe it just took a while. Mm-hmm. remains to be seen it does it does feel like we're one or two steps away in terms of like uh-huh. some big controversial thing happening or some proof or some sort of data piece or some sort of and youtube and instagram and snapchat are gonna pick it up right away all those users. Well, so yeah. they're ready. YouTube, YouTube's been ready, dude, with the yeah. shorts and all the rest of it. YouTube's been ready. Instagram's Welcome been, with been open ready. Arms. You, th- you think Mark? You think Mark Zuckerberg's watching any of this stuff, getting a kick out of it? He's like, ah, yeah. that was me. He's. Uh, I know what that chair feels like. <laughs> he has popcorn. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey man, you. What are your? What's the over under? What do you? Th- what do you think? Yes or no? He he caught. He watched a couple oh, minutes of that. Yeah, definitely. He watched a couple minutes of that. In didn't a he? private room, by himself in the dark. He watched a couple of minutes of that. Naked. Didn't he? Did, wait, <laughs> hey man. Yeah. Yeah, he watched a couple of minutes of that. Didn't he? Uh-huh. Mr. Facebook, Mr. Instagram, Mr. Meta. It's like oh, those days. Yeah. And he's just, and, he, and, and he's also just kind of ready. Yeah. I recommend waiting. everyone to kind of watch it, the five-hour ordeal. I'm going to finish watching it. You're going to do five hours. Because it is, um, it is something. quite entertaining. It's something. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's a, a specialty stream for us, Will. You think we can pull it off all five hours? Yeah. You think we can do it? Uh, a I'll special, get my stretchy pants. A special live once-in-a-lifetime event, mm. a marathon, mm. a TikTok Congress marathon, mm. and it's the stream, and it's you and I, and maybe we take breaks, but people were doing it with the Johnny Depp stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because that was painstaking. That was... That was something. Oh, you know what? Uh, what's happening right now is the Gwyneth 
Paltrow ordeal. I don't know anything about it. So a couple of years ago, she smashed into um, like a skier. Okay. And now the skier is looking for a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the trial is happening right now. Live. Wow. Live. She has to testify. So oh, it's kind of like geez. a Johnny Depp. She has Amber to testify situation. about crashing into another skier on a ski hill? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, that's going to be ugly. Well, so. people have their different opinions on this TikTok thing before, you know, we move on to the next. Like, some people think it's a money thing. Some people think it's a politics. Some people think it's truly a privacy thing. Some people think it's a safety thing. And You want to know what I learned in my many years on this earth? It's probably a little bit of all those things. Okay, yeah. Well said. That's what I'll say about that. Uh -huh. What do you got for me next year, Will? Did you want to do this uh, Insta360 thing? Yeah, sure. Um, so today's episode is uh, brought to you by Insta360. And more specifically, the Link, the new AI-powered 4K webcam, recently published a YouTube short. Speaking of, actually, I think we probably we put watch it. We might have put it on TikTok as well. And it show, sort of showcases some of the features of what you can do with this thing. So go ahead and play a little bit of it. The Insta360 Link AI-powered 4K webcam. That's right, AI in your webcam. AI in your webcam, the safe kind of AI. Gotcha. Well, it just tracks your, tracks your head and face with a little gimbal-like type of experience. Oh, Look at it go, there you go. Motors. This is good resolution. Motors. F1.8 on the lens. Boom, flashes blue and now Face I'm in the tracking. presentation, 4K webcam, you notice the difference. Yeah, so one thing I like about it is it, it has different settings for the zoom level. So what I'm kind of showing off in that section mode. there. Plus, there's an overhead oh. mode and even a desk view mode. So there you have it, Insta360 Link 4K webcam with AI tracking. Are you buying or selling? So you have basically, uh, it has a couple of functionalities, including the ability to do the on-desk look and the whiteboard look. But what I like about it is just if you need to step away from your computer, you can have it, you have presets for the distance you want it to keep whether you mm -hmm. want like waist up close up like if you're doing a presentation obviously or maybe you're doing some jumping jacks or maybe you're doing a fitness class or whatever the hell you're doing you can set it to any one of those presets uh. and it'll kind of clip on it's 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 a funny looking device like you're not sure how it's going to fit onto your laptop it'll clip onto any laptop monitor plus you have a thread for a tripod if you choose and essentially it's like kind of like a little cameraman because it's capable of following you and a typical webcam wouldn't be capable of following you. So anyway, you can go check them out on the website there. I think there's a free gift, a two-in-one tripod, which is uh, a limited offer. We'll have the details in the description of this video. If you want to step up, if you want to upgrade your video conferencing or even just your web videos, you can check it out. 4K in your webcam with a nice little motor to follow you around, keep things smooth and right beautiful. On. So you can do your jumping jacks. What? Is it a deal? What do you want? Yeah, a free gift? Oh, yeah, I said it. I said that there's a free, it's right there, free gift, standalone, one link, 
a mini two-in-one tripod kit, which is discounted, or you can get it standalone, regular price $299 or $285. You save $15. Uh, the page that we were showing had all the details on it. iPhone 15 Dynamic Island is going to include a new integrated proximity sensor. This year, all iPhone 15 models will include Apple's Dynamic Island that unifies the pill and hole cutouts at the top of the display, but there will also be a material change to that feature that wasn't included in the iPhone 14 Pro models. According to a new tweet by Apple industry analyst Ming-Chi Kuo, the proximity sensor on the iPhone 15 series will be integrated inside the Dynamic Island area instead of sitting below it. In the iPhone 14 Pro, the proximity sensor is located under the display outside the Dynamic Island. Conversely, in the iPhone 15 series, the proximity sensor is situated within the Dynamic Island with almost no change to the Dynamic Island area. The proximity sensor detects when the user holds the phone up to their ear and shuts off the screen. It's possible that moving the location of the sensor could be related to improvements to Face ID, but as Quo says, the tweak is unlikely to result in any difference to the look or functionality of the dynamic island. Regardless, it will mark a change in components that may have simply been integrated to reduce costs. Well, I mean, they're, they're constantly finding more efficient ways to integrate and, well, I mean, save money, increase their profitability, their margins and so forth. This is a pretty cool graphic showcasing how everything gets jammed underneath there under the display. Mm -hmm. And then the, the actual exposed portion of those components. And obviously, Apple has a, you know, a fairly sophisticated front face system for the purpose of face ID, which is still the primary unlock function. Mm -hmm. Amazing. It kind of held on for as long as it did, as, as it has, without like doing what every other manufacturer for the most part has done, which is leaned into fingerprint. And then face unlock sort of became the afterthought. Apple's like, no, face unlock is the thing that matters. Fingerprint is the downgrade. Uh -huh. They went big on the face. But eventually they'll go back to touch ID, right? Is that right? Is that right? Maybe well, under display. Uh, you think, I'm excited you, for it. You think you're Ming-Chi Kuo or something? No, no one can be Ming-Chi. Uh, making all these predictions? Do you think you're shrimp Apple Pro? I'm just a little guy with big dreams. <laughs> yeah, don't try to be no shrimp Apple Pro. You're going to... Yeah. You don't want to be calling on these type guys. These guys got everything They're going the on. the Apple Mafia. Yeah, these guys got everything going on, my dude. Yeah. Uh, Face ID on Apple Watch confirmed. Well, that makes sense. I guess you don't even want to touch it because you just want to kind of be like do one of those so then it sees the face and then uh -huh. sick because for me it's like i honestly i think one of the reasons i stopped wearing it is because it's just too much information on my wrist mm. like it's like you're looking at it people are looking at it you're it's i don't know it's weird i would take it i have to take it off when i'm shooting videos and then i'm like well what if i just turn off all notifications and i'm like what am i doing anyway then turning everything off so that i got no it's just exposed, unlike your phone, which is always kind of facing you, and you're really aware of anybody staring at it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It happens less so with your watch. Yeah. Face ID on Apple Watch confirmed. They filed a patent for a smartwatch with a camera in it. 
Apple just filed the patent widely rumored to have been in the works since 2016. Apple's been trying to work a camera into the Apple Watch design without needing to significantly change the form factor. And personally, after looking at rotatable cameras and watch straps and quick release mechanisms to get your watch unit and take a picture, in my opinion, this is the closest the company has got. Yeah, because it's been pretty ugly so far. You've had like third-party products and there have been some ways of doing it, but it gets bulky and... and uh, and also, there be, there's a whole different set of privacy concerns and such when you have cameras on your wrist. And d- depending on how uh, obvious those cameras are, like yeah. if it's really obvious to people that you've got this camera pointing at them <laughs> at all times, then it's still maybe very goofy to have a camera on your wrist. Yeah, yeah, because people, people, even if it is subtle, people got nervous about it, right? It, you're, dude, even if you didn't see it if we all just knew there were cameras on our wrists all the time yeah it's just an uncomfortable feeling for sure the phone is not always present and it needs to be held (laughs) so anybody holding a phone around you or pointing it at you it becomes fairly obvious the wrist on the other hand it's just a little covert a little sneaky and i don't know when people will become comfortable with it but maybe they can implement it in such a way that it's only for face unlock and it's not taking pictures of the remaining mm-hmm. world. And it's only to see your face to unlock the phone and hide your your notifications and all your other private details without seeing your face. Yeah. If that's the case, that's a different story. And here's how their patent looks for what they're The mic planning right beside the camera. So it's not, the camera's not on the face. It's on the side. So Where how's the it, mic is. What? So how's that going to unlock? I don't know. I'm guessing like you. No. I don't know. You look like that or something or like that. Oh, that's a little weird. It's a okay. bit funky. Okay. Eh? All right. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to. Maybe they're going to have to move. Oh, actually. Like straight down the arm. So you go like this. This guy really likes to show his tattoo, eh? Well, I mean, you pay a few bucks for those things. <laughs> those tattoos, right? Yeah. What do you got to do? You got to shave the arm after? You got to keep it. You got to keep it. If you, uh, I, maybe there, okay. there might be no arm hair there. For yeah. for me, if you're going to see that tattoo, because that's just, that tattoo in particular is just going to look like more arm hair on my arm. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's going to look like just thicker arm hair. Yeah. 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 Uh, so this is kind of like a two-story situation here. Oh. Yeah, AirPods, AirPods, AirPods yeah. Pro with USB-C charge case to launch later this year. Uh, this is part of Ming Chi's recent rumor list. Yeah. Uh, second generation AirPods Pro with USB-C charge case later this year with mass shipments expected to begin. Well, they obviously saw our friend over there. Remind me the name of our pal over there. Oh, He has a really I'm... cool name, Exploring the Simulation. Wow. You <laughs> is, that, is that the name? I think that's the name. Okay. Of the channel. Okay. And he's putting... Well, he sent it to us, Will. Yeah. You know I, what I'm talking about, right? I was thinking of his real name. Oh. But well, I I'm trying to shout out his... I'm trying to shout out his channel right now. Because okay. he, he he sent us this, like, world's first... No, it's not It's not up yet. Oh, you're looking up his channel. He sent us this, like, world's first USB-C charging set of AirPods. What's he it just called again? did it Exploring himself. The simulation. Simulation. I think so. Yeah, there you go. Wow, I'm actually surprised I remember that too. But anyway, so he he's a really cool channel. You're doing all this. Um, I, he, you may have seen him swap out lightning ports on phones for Type-C in the past because that's his most popular video. Oh, actually, it isn't. AirPods Dirty Secret and How I'm Fighting It. 
So actually, the AirPod stuff has, did a little bit better even than the initial iPhone stuff. But the point is, he has these very cool videos where he essentially mods these products himself and edits it in a fun way and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And he sent it to us. So I got a chance to play with it and actually film a video with it. And I'll be showing it to you guys, the finished product soon. But the point is, it's like, yes, USB-C. Like, let's get over it now. It's over. Like, lightning, it's over. We're moving on, right? Right. Well, apparently the regular AirPods 3 won't have type Okay, C. that's, yeah, because they're not going to update it right now, but it will eventually will. Eventually, yeah. yeah so but if, if someone wants to upgrade their AirPods to the third generation, they might not get type C, according to this uh, report here. Yeah, not at the moment. Because it's not, they're not going to refresh it in the meantime. The Pro is going to get the refresh with the Type-C case. And then the the next generation of regular ones will probably get Type-C. And then eventually Lightning's just gone. Mm -hmm. New phones with Type-C. iPads already got Type-C. You can charge the laptops over Type-C. Oh, my goodness. A universal future. Well, you never thought you'd see the day. No more proprietary connectors for Apple. You didn't think you'd see the day. I mean, you still have MagSafe, but you don't need to use it. You didn't think you'd see the day. Well, they still have the MFA. Made for Apple or yeah. made for iPhone? Yeah, okay. So that's, well, that's sure. Yeah, you're right. That's right. They're going to be a little bit nitpicky about that, sure. no doubt. And a little bit annoying about it. But hey, Will, they're protecting your devices at the end of the day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you can't hurt anything. Yeah. Texans are sounding off against Elon Musk's horrifying plans for dumping the boring company wastewater into the Colorado River. <sighs> Environmental. Environmental. Boring Company is facing criticism from Texans over its plans to dump treated wastewater. They applied to dump 142,500 gallons per day. Wow. <laughs> Texans over here like, hey, man. Well, what? well. The river. Hey, hey, don't worry. It's only 142,500 uh, gallons a day. It's not really a big deal. In terms of wastewater gallons, it's not really mm. a big deal. I'm just, I'm being the, yeah. Yeah. I'm being the boring company in that uh -huh. exchange. One resident said about 400 people showed up to the public meeting on the boring company's plans. Elon Musk's tunnel building venture, the boring company, is facing blowback from Texans who are speaking out against his plans to dump treated wastewater into the local water supply. The boring company applied for a state permit last year under an affiliate name, Gapped Bass LLC. Sheesh. <laughs> to dispose of about 142,000 treated wastewater per day from Bastrop, Texas, into the Colorado River. Earlier that year, the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality said it had opened investigations into the boring company after re receiving three complaints regarding the, that site's handling of wastewater and concrete production. Ah. Concrete production. On Tuesday night, several local residents gathered at a meeting 
And the boring company gave a public comment on the company's wastewater disposal permit after local citizen launched a campaign. Campaign. <laughs> you were talking for too long, bud. Campaign. <laughs> I want y'all to come down to my campaign. Hey, come in here and support my campaign. I'm going camping. <laughs> okay. I got a camping campaign. You want to go camping? It's unfortunate. Because Is it? with big companies, there's always going to be waste. You're not big on the wastewater? Definitely not in the Colorado River. What's it treated with? Like they say treated wastewater. Is it exposed to the concrete? Is that what's going on? Because that sounds pretty ugly. I, I guess it's ugly either way. They're like, look, man, it's the Colorado River, dude. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. You're right. They want the progress. Everybody wants the progress. Everyone wants to go to Mars. And nobody wants to dump anything in the Colorado River. So. Uh, I am curious, though. What is the wastewater? Yeah. And why is it so much? And what is the boring company doing in Texas right now? Do they have some tunnel they're working on? Like, um, these are all... Last in, I heard, they're still in Vegas, just trying to extend that Vegas. Vegas tunnel. Still in, still in Vegas. <laughs> still working on it. Okay, so what? They're shipping things to Vegas? They're pouring... They're doing concrete in Texas and then and then sending it to Vegas? Okay. I don't know. Thanks for that update, Will. Okay. Sick. Tesla drivers ditch the yoke. As the Model S and X round wheel retrofit sells out. And it became an option at the same time on the website for new builds. So okay. you could either retrofit it or just pick it now. The company would eventually let dri- drivers decide in their online design studio is what I'm talking about. But they also offer the round steering wheel as a retrofit so you can go in and have it replaced. But that has already Sold out. So you can't get one. So according to Kim Java on Twitter, that is a a crying face with a puddle and a pinched kind of scrunched up laughing, Mm -hmm. according to Kim Java. Because I think what she is trying to imply here is basically that people don't like the yoke Mm -hmm. and they miss having a steering wheel. Or they just made like very little amount i think that seems hard to believe how hard is it to make a steering wheel this seems pretty straightforward for a company at tesla scale i would i would say well maybe you're right will maybe you're right supply and demand but i think people want the steering wheel back i'm gonna go out on a limb um how's your model s and your yoke talking about yoke life do you want the steering wheel back my biggest complaint about the yoke is a really weird one which is like not parking lots and parking and stuff it's wear and tear because it creates a right angle edge where you enter and you you try to not bump and you bump and you wear and you tear yeah and it's a common thing i'm not alone on this the whatever vegan leather material wearing off on the yoke as you enter and exit hmm is that a crazy, weird complaint? Yeah, and I'm sure there's people that are different proportions than me that aren't that aren't having that happen. I'm not bumping that. I'm bumping the other location, the bottom corner, yeah, right there. That's exactly what mine looks like. 
it's peeling off whatever the material is. And I'm certain that if it was a wheel, like it's just not a thing you think. Getting in and out of the car, having that right angle there, that you're going to bump it frequently. You don't mm. think about it. Can you elevate it or lower your seat? I mean, you can do these things, but inevitably it's only a matter of time before it gets bumped again. I don't like the material that they're using. Mm. I don't know how different it is the way it's wrapped compared to the actual steering wheel. I find it cool and novel to drive, but probably for modern life and the amount of autonomous stuff that I'm doing versus actually driving and probably the wheel is the better deal or some variant like you see Uh over there where they go and make a sort of square shaped wheel type Uh thing. Maybe there's something in there to be had, but probably the wheel is better for most people. But the uh, capacitive buttons, you're not bothered by it? Oh, I'm the bothered. And stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm bothered. We talked about it on the uh, previous episode. I'm bothered. Okay. I'm hot and bothered. And also, I got an update, and my autonomous driving is weird. My, huh? my FSD is weird. There has been a recent update. I know. And last night, it was super paranoid about switching lanes hmm. in autopilot. You can report that, you know. I'm reporting it right now. Elon, oh, I'm reporting. Okay. Consider this like a, in the car. Consider you, this. Nope. All right. No, no. No right to Elon right here. Uh, it was just a little more weird than it used to be. So smooth. I don't know if it's like more on the side of caution now mm. or what's going on with that. But the thing is nervous about switching lanes. At least last night, I got to do a little more testing. But last night, the thing was nervous about switching lanes. Yeah. Tesla still appears to be offering the yoke as a standard option on the upcoming Cybertruck, although it underwent a bit of a redesign for the company's cyberpunk-inspired er, cyber pickup. Yeah, they kind of modded the yoke a little bit, and who knows, maybe we see a slight tweak to it, hmm. but I think a lot of people are going to be just picking a steering wheel mm-hmm. all over again. EV owners are becoming increasingly frustrated with home... That's you, with home charging. This is you, Will. <laughs> I like charging at home. No, you it's don't. Just if I have access to it. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're frustrated with the, the, the... Well, that's more of a home thing than a charging thing. But that's what it says here. Home charging. No. Right? Home charging is... Fine. All the things you mentioned are part of the hassle of home charging. Uh-huh. Sometimes I think that the in-garage charger... This depends on climate. But you're less likely to use it when you have to pull into a thing than when it's on the outside. And I see more people kind of having this set up lately. Just put it on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's not the best looking thing, but you don't really notice it. And then you're always charging. You really don't think about sure. it. But when you got to go in the garage and have the whole ordeal, now I, I guess people, it all depends from person to person. Some uh, really use a garage almost all the time. Others, it's not quite as much of a habit, and for them, it's just a little more thought process. Shout out Daniel. He's looking for a poll from you, Will, in the chat. Go ahead and throw that in there for them. Mm. But anyway, you're frustrated with home charging because life at home is unpredictable, including cars being parked in front of other cars and garages being full of other crap and the elements. Because you remember when these things were covered in snow, how much it sucked to mess up your whole garage? Mm Mm-hmm. It was disgusting and salt and all that stuff. Yeah. And then I was thinking, I was second guessing my approach. I was like, you know what? Like even here, I was like, we should put a charger outside. Why is it inside? I'm just kind of scared of like people messing around with it. Goofing around? Yeah. 
Yeah, you gotta. We gotta put some security measure on it. Yeah, we'll put a camera right on it. Yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah, I think you can. You can have them shut down off hours and stuff. You can do all kinds of stuff. Really? Oh well, come on there, dude. Okay. Take care of it. Um, but anyway, I presume these people are frustrated because it's slow. Mm. Is that right? Uh, it cost. Cost. More. Cost going up. Yeah. Do you track this, by the way? Are you aware of this? Because I have no idea. I, I didn't. I don't pay any attention to it. So all in all, I think, like just regular average charging, is driving maybe I don't know. Fifteen k to thirty k a day. Um, I would say it's about. Oh gosh, ballpark forty to sixty dollars a month. Charging. Oh, like I see that in my bill. Well, that's like not extra. That's not a big deal. Which is not a big deal. No, but I could be completely wrong. I'm just ballparking here. And are you making sure to charge like at nighttime? Yeah, always at uh, the non-premium. Okay. Time. Electricity rates were no safe haven. The latest Energy Information Administration data shows average residential rates rose in the U.S. by nearly 10 percent, 2022 to 14.96 cents per kilowatt hour from uh 1372 in december 2021 so yeah went up people expect it to go up mm. more importantly the study also shows only 51 percent of ev owners had knowledge of their utility company's programs to assist with home charging by increasing awareness of available rebates or incentives ev owners will benefit this can snowball into helping potential ev owners make a more informed purchase decision as well as minimizing home charging concerns and supporting greater EV adoption. So I guess some power companies, there's a list here by state. Some power companies have uh, created incentives where maybe you might be overpaying for your charging as well. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, here's ChargePoint electric vehicle charging incentive. Investing in EV charging is more affordable than you think. Governments and utilities offer an array of tax credits, rebates, and grants that can help you put help put you on the road to a more sustainable future. So I don't know. Here you can select home stations, and he just selected Florida, and then there's one power company in Florida. Probably California will have a bunch more. Try that. There you go. Booyah. So check your power company. You might be overpaying for it. You might get a, a thousand bucks back or tax credit or whatever, mm -hmm. in which case they won't, you won't be so angry about it. Yeah, in the long term, I think it'll help you out. Maybe you won't be so angry about it. Yeah. OpenAI CEO feels awful about ChatGPT leaking conversations. What? A leak? Yeah. A lab leak? Don't want to go there. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Delayed mea culpa isn't a good look for a biz with open in the name. Sam Altman feels awful about... A uh, library, a sort open source library bug uh, that leaked some users' chat histories. Ooh, careful what you're typing. Mm. Who controls your data? I do think that there is a lot of um, safety that needs to be put in this, at least now, because in the future, there's going to be people that depend on these like chatbot as assistants or as some sort of like emotional um, outlet, you know? And having these really private conversations, 
it needs to be kept private. It can't be shared at all. You know, we talk about like Apple music sharing the playlists of like other people's and it's just like hmm i guess music is not that bad but when it comes to like these private conversations with the chatbot i think it's quite dangerous what type of conversations you have in yeah. there well huh what are you saying to your very salacious what are you very saying? sensitive what are you saying to your chat definitely bot. personal what you been saying to your chat bot yeah. there my feelings <laughs> uh, we had a significant issue in ChatGPT due to a bug in an open source library for which a fix has now been released and we have just finished validating Altman said a small percentage of users were able to see the titles of other users' conversation history we feel awful about this we feel awful about this awful but what are they going to do about it? Well, how are they going to fix it? well they plan to follow up with Easy. a technical post-mortem about the privacy breach the formerly nonprofit biz did not respond to the registers in inquiries about which open source library contained the buggy code. Dude, he's the next guy to go to Congress. He's the guy. Yeah, you're nominating him? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, Mr. TikTok's going to call him up and say, hey, you get in here. Yeah, let me hang back and not for popcorn. Me already. Zuckerberg. Get the open AI guy. Yeah. He's ruining stuff. Uh-huh. Let me go. Let me get out of here. I, I'm telling you, he's next. Of course. He's next. Yeah, of course. What are the implications here? On your platform, on September 22nd at 6.04 p.m., this user... How dare you share Will's gener feelings? ...generated this text. Yeah. Oh, swagger time. <laughs> Swagger time, Coca-Cola in the hand, swagger time, gotta get my dog, here goes me and my dog. It was Mo, by the way. Did they see him in the wide? Yeah. Yeah, it was Mo, by the way. Front and center. All right. Yeah, he's next, Will, you're right. He's next. Yeah. Data. Death toll rises from bacterial infection linked to recalled eye drops oh dude this was all over my feed two more fatalities as pseudomonas pseudomonas aeruginosa detected in 16 states ah some people were losing their eyes <sighs> yeah. but in the worst case scenario is death two people died from this so they the bacteria was in the eye drop uh -huh. And you, they just in, they just put that stuff straight in there. The bacteria has now been detected in 16 states. CDC reports it's latest update on the outbreak. Uh, with the only previous fatality out of 68 cases claiming a man in Washington state, a further eight patients from the total have reportedly permanently lost their vision and four have had to have eyeballs removed. What a lawsuit. Good lordy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, some are pretty graphic. I don't want to show it, but... Uh, Good. Alore. There was a firefighter who Has lost revealed his he lost his vision in one eye after using eye drops laced with drug-resistant bacteria. So that's the thing. The drug-resistant. For people who are sensitive Lord. to things... Um, there's a doctor out there. I, I was watching like a YouTube video. He represents... Uh, 
he recommends like the what's it called the bacteria resistant drug not the anti-resistant what yeah bacteria resistant or or sorry drug resistant bacteria yeah he recommends it yeah because the anti-drug resistant is apparently really bad why is he recommending bacteria at all (laughs) no no sorry not the bacteria like the the drug sensitive um drugs you know what i mean (laughs) okay all right, I'll find that. I'll find that uh, new source. I don't know what you mean. I mean, uh, nobody people, would want drug-resistant bacteria because drugs are what's going to save you from the bacteria taking over and doing serious damage. But people with sensitive, like, you know, um, skin, it's like they take different drugs than people who are, who are not. Okay. So in this case, this um, eye drop is like non-sensitive and people take it so why does it have drug resistant bacteria in it uh well it's laced with drug resistant bacteria yeah how how or why does, i don't does know anyone in, know in some sort of like uh, uh i don't know in the process of making it it's weird it's, it's just weird just the way they tainted. say the way they say laced makes it seem nefarious mm. Uh, Naples Fire Captain Adam DeSaro said he used Ezracare artificial tears for dryness in his left eye for several years without any problems. And until last fall, the redness came on, the irritation came on, a lot of itching, and it was abnormal. It just progressively got worse to the point where I couldn't even see within a few hours. Antibiotics, sorry, sorry, scroll up a little bit. When antibiotics wouldn't solve the infection, doctors feared he would lose his eye. That was hard, and st- and it's still hard because I'm still not at work going on five months. Yikes. Brutal. So it was an over-the-counter product. Uh, link the cases to the Artificial Tears Lubricant Eye Drops. I feel like I've used those eye drops before, that brand. Yeah, it's a very distinct, uh, like, brand. And, uh, like, a box for it. Let me try to find the box here. Well, it's a recall now, so I guess people... I have the Sistane Ultra as well. I don't really use them, but they're, it's in my drawer. This is the one in question yeah. with the blue box. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That's crazy. Death and the loss of eye is... I mean, I guess that they put out the warning. They put the the recall but still i think you're still getting the lawsuits like life-changing stuff going on here death like well yeah that's death is pretty life-changing i think so yeah all right let's turn it around german monks create the world's first powdered beer (laughs) so what do i do add water Uh uh-huh Interesting. Yeah. I guess this saves from having to ship so much liquid around, but I am skeptical that it's going to be any good. Uh, how, however, huh? some of those, some of that monastery beer is like the best you're ever going to have. Really? 
Are you kidding me right now? If it's powdered, even? No, I don't know about powder, but I'm just saying if those dudes are interested in it, maybe they figured it out. I don't know. Or maybe the whole thing's a marketing ploy. Oh, well, this is AI generated. Ah, uh, jeez, Will. <laughs> a pure, hang on a second. A purely speculative AI generated image of a potential beer powder packet. What is that? Are we getting scammed again? I hope not. Uh, a brewery near Munich says it's created the wor- the first world's first powdered beer. Just add water and it'll froth up, complete with a foamy head and full flavor. The result promises massive savings on transport because it can be shipped at 10% of the weight. See, most of the weight is just liquid water. Uh, the name... Closter Brewery Nuzel worked together with technology partners and used funding from BMW to create its first powdered product, a dextrin-rich zero-alcohol beer, which has been brewed using conventional methods, then processed and prepared into uh, this powder over here, water-soluble beer powder granulate. Testing this powder in the market in small quantities until mid-2023, but the plan is to start making alcoholic beers soon and scale things up so long as people go for it and the team believes there's a chance to ditch traditional brewing methods, save some energy, save some shipping costs, whatever else. I don't know. You put this stuff in your cabinet, it seems weird. They did it with other things, I guess. Powdered versions. Now I'm skeptical. I wonder if this is real. Why? Why? Because you, because you don't want to get it's got. A, it's AI generated. You don't want to get got again. Like, this looks convincing. You don't want to get got again. Because you've been getting got. <laughs> well, the AI images, man. They always get. Because you've been getting got. Yeah. If you're admitting it. Yeah. No, I think the article's real. And then just to beef up the article, they used, sure. they used the AI generator to... Which... Makes me very uncomfortable, but it also yeah, yeah. also makes me thirsty. Would you try this? Yeah, I try it. Yeah, it's not that crazy. I, I mean, wonder if it has form. the foam. So they say. They say it does. Carbonation as well. Listen, I'll try it. I, I know it's not going to be as good, but I'll try it. Mm. These, by the way, those those monastery beers, though, that's how it used to be, man. The priests were doing that stuff. Okay. Can you can you just show people what I'm talking about? Just type like. Bel- Belgium, monastery, best beer in the world. Something like that. Yeah, like this dude. Look at that dude over there. Look at him. You see that guy? You 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 can't make beer like that guy. Look at that guy. I can't. You like? It, you look at the way it's bottled and everything. It's like wine when you pour this stuff. Yeah, out. it's very impressive. Like this stuff is. They used to just put it out. They had such a limited amount. They only made it just to keep the monastery going. So why is it so good? It's complex. Is that how they ferment it's complex. It or it's a complex flavor to it. Man. It's a. It's a. It's got a body on it. Okay. Okay. It's got a body on it, and they use the old techniques for it. Look at this guy. You understand what that's about? That looks like you in twenty years. I might just have to quit everything and. And just go see what he's about. Uh-huh. And be like, teach me your ways, sir. Look at this. You see, is there anything better? I'll tell you what, though. The demand is surging. And you know what? You might pay for some of this stuff up to $15 a bottle, Will. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you might pay for that. What's the alcohol percentage? Oh, it's going to be high. Is sir. it? Oh, yeah. It's going to get you going. 
Okay. And it's it's legit. It's not one of these goofy ones where it's all marketing and they say, oh, yeah, inspired by Once Upon a Time. No, it's a, you can get this stuff from the real dudes. Mm-hmm. You wow, better, okay. you, you better, you I'm better, excited. you better think it. about it. I I'll might definitely try it. I might find this stuff for you. I might maybe we'll do a taste test, not the powder. I'll just get the other stuff for you from the guy that you just looked at. Okay, yeah, I, I don't mind. I'm thinking he about seems it. trustworthy. I don't know why they're called Trappist monks. Can you give me a Wikipedia on that? They gotta for some reason be Trappist monks. I don't know what it what it what a Trappist monk is certain type centered on manual labor in addition to their spiritual activities okay where do, where do they uh, where do they live though officially known as the order of cistercians the strict observance and originally named the order of reformed cistercians of our lady of la trappe catholic religious order of cloistered monastics that branched off from the Cistercians, Cistercians, sixteen sixty four. That's what they've been doing. Those guys, mm. Trappist monks. Can we get some pictures of these guys? It's unbelievable. Look at this stuff. Look <laughs> at that guy drinking over there. Look at these guys. The way they yeah. look at the beer. You don't understand this stuff, Will. I clearly don't. <laughs> it almost has like a religious vibe to it. You're damn right. It's got a religious vibe to it. Look at the outfits over here. You're damn right it is. So they drink beer, these monks? Or do they just make them? Well, you gotta, you gotta taste, you gotta make sure you got a good pr a product, right? You gotta make sure you got something good going on. Yeah. Before okay. you're trying to sell it. Yeah. Do they brew it under like the church or something? Oh, they're in the church, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. But I don't know. I don't know if the one I had was the Trappist or somebody else. But all I know is that there's no labels on these bottles when you get it. It's that one. Go go click on the the picture of all of them lined up. It's it's got to be that one right there. Yeah, it's got to be that one. You know how badass you are when you don't put any label on it. You're like, "Nah, you know." They're like, "If you know, you know." And if you uh, yeah. don't know, then you don't know. But if you know, then you know. It's like a club. It's crazy, man. No label. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's funny about labels. At the very low end, mm. you got no labels. <laughs> At the very high end, you got no labels. You got no labels. Yeah. You think about that, Well, All right. Let that one simmer down. I'm going to get this stuff for you. You're going to get all rosy here on this channel. I have the Asian glow. On this channel right here, you're going to you're going to go to Belgium, sir. I'm going there? That's right. On this channel. Oh. I'm going to you're going to travel there via your taste buds. Oh, okay. As long as I don't have to move. No, you don't. You just got to yeah. trust me. The, the, those, those those they're modernizing. The Trappist guys are modernizing. They got FedEx and everything going now. <laughs> gotcha. Um. Yeah, this is the last story. I just oh. want to cap it off. Oh, with, oh, uh, oh, Linus. Linus. Yeah, everything's back. Everything's back. He made a video. Everything's back. He you, was naked. YouTube had it. YouTube backed it up. They always do. Yeah. 
YouTube's got everything. You think it's deleted when it's deleted? It ain't deleted. Particularly for a channel like Linus Tech Tips. That thing's still there. Mm-hmm. You kidding? He knew he was getting it back. Yeah. So he made the hacked video. He'll get a quick milli on that. He's all good. He was naked, though. That's kind of funny. Well, they had to... I like that. This is what I like about this. It's very internet. Like, he came with a reaction, a response quickly. Like, uh-huh. rapidly. But he looks tired, dude. He does look tired. He went through some stuff, but he still said, guys, you know what? Let's flip this upside down. And let's have some fun with this. Because he had to film his naked clips, right? Yeah. So, do you want, can you play some of it for me? Yeah, play a little bit for me. All right. For a front row seat to my life's work vanishing before my eyes. Linus Tech Tips, deleted. Tech linked, toasted. Tech Quickie, gone. The good news is that if you're watching this, we're back online. Oh, look, see, D-Brand, D-Brand makes moves quickly, too. You just call so up D-Brand. place on YouTube yeah. that when we sat down to prepare this video, Everybody it took us less than had to 10 seconds to find a huge channel that was dealing with exactly the same thing in that moment. Let's talk then Listen about the music, motive for these the attacks, violin. the process yeah. changes Very that serious. we and YouTube need to make, and how we can all work together as a community to educate and protect each other from bad actors. Oh, and to tell you about our sponsor, D-Brand. Oh, God. King Elon Musk discussing cryptocurrency. Did you just skip the sponsor, D-Brand? This in and of itself is not <laughs> Shout a scam, out but the stream's linked to a scam website that claimed that for every one Bitcoin you sent, oh, it yeah, would return it I double. I know the scam. Everybody knows this fake scam. Fake transaction records showing other users definitely getting huge payouts. Over the next couple of hours, then, we sparred back and forth. First, I privated the streams, revoked the channel stream key, and attempted to reset the account credentials. While he's realized, <laughs> as I was investigating the source of the breach, that I had been completely outmaneuvered. They were back in, and the streams were live again. How Okay, so I log back in, nuke the stream again, and I go to... And they're up again! And now videos are being mass-deleted from the channel! <sighs> Over the next couple of hours, playing login whack-a-mole, the Linus Tech Tips, TechLinked, and TechQuickie accounts were each used to host these Elon Musk crypto streams <laughs> until they were ultimately used by all together for violating It's always gotta be Elon Musk. Musk. And I can almost feel your thoughts through the screen right now. Linus, truly, after all these lectures about two-factor authentication, don't you even protect your own accounts? So he actually explains how it but happens. While strong passwords and multi-factor authentication are very powerful security measures that you should use, they're not impenetrable. First up, let's talk 2FA. Not all factors or additional authentication elements are equally secure. The most common second factor, SMS, can be compromised by simple social engineering targeted at your phone carrier. Check out this video that we posted yep. the last time our That's why Twitter got rid of information about that. Phone Another two, common two factor, notification-based multi-factor, is susceptible to fatigue attacks, where a perpetrator will constantly try to log in, hoping that you'll assume, oh, it's probably someone from work, or even just click on the notification by accident. It's very problematic, and I'm looking at you, Google, since you can't disable this factor on Google accounts. Even time-based two-factor, like Google Authenticator or Authy, can be compromised, say if you were to accidentally set it up or access it from an infected device. In spite of all of these issues with two-factor, though, it held the line last night. Our attacker not only never gained access to our additional authentication factors, they never even had our passwords. (laughs) 
But how can that be? Well, as it turns out, they didn't need any of that, which is a big part of why it took me so long to clue in and stop the spread. I was so focused on the potential damage that could be done by someone who had commandeered my SMS messages or gained access to my Google Authenticator somehow that I expended valuable time battening down the wrong hatches. If I had watched Theo Joe's recent video on the subject, or at least skimmed the comments, I could have probably stopped the bleeding in a matter of minutes. Shout out Theo Joe. But I didn't, so I got to be educated the hard way about a breed of attacks that bypass trivial things like passwords and 2FA entirely by targeting what's known as a session token. Now, many of you will know this already, and if you do, give yourself a cookie. But after you log into a website and your credentials have been validated, that site will provide your web browser with a session token. This allows your browser, and by extension you, okay, to stay logged in when you restart your browser and go to access that site again. So basically he had someone on his team yeah. get some sort of like, you know, compromise with like a file and then they were able to, or they, the hackers were able to take pretty much like yeah. a screenshot of the website, whatever they're on, that's authenticated and then move it over to yeah. their computer. Yeah. So this is obviously one of the consequences of having it also just like an enormous group of people with a limited number of session, like logins. Yeah. You have like six channels, you got like 50, 60 people all working on them. Uh, if you have one one person infected that's running a session, death. It's, it's just more entry points, essentially, as there's more people that have mm -hmm. access. Uh, but... That you know what, no matter what you do, there's always as long as there's incentives, there's people working to do things like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, you even heard them going on and on about two stage and this and that, and trying and actually actively targeting, like actively leaning into that and looking for that and assuming that's where the compromise took place. Uh -huh. Even with all that, there's other ways and other ways and other ways. And social engineering, which is like surprisingly effective, which is just a more uh, sophisticated way of give me your password. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me let, just go back and let me find out exactly how he patched it up or fixed it or kicked them out. I mean, I guess once their session, session expired. For every logged in website. Oh, yeah. He had to revoke access. Gets you into the vault. Now, in a perfect world, these smaller doors should have been restricted with less access than we configured, but... Yeah, there you go. Hindsight is 2020, or at least I hope it is. The bottom line is that our disaster response processes need to improve because I realized at 3-whatever-in-the-morning, shout out Steve from Gamers Nexus for the wake-up call, by the way, that I actually didn't know how to reset the passwords and the access control across all of these channels in Channel Manager, and that is not the sort of thing that you want to be troubleshooting buck naked in the wee hours of the morning in the middle of a crisis. In fairness to me, the way that Google handles the intermingling of all their services is not the most intuitive, and both Yvonne and I experienced numerous glitches and timeouts that prevented us from effectively using these tools even once we did figure out how to use them. Which leads us nicely then into the next part of our discussion. I've owned what I did wrong, and now it's time to talk about Google. 
To their credit, Oof. I heard back that someone was... Basically, they were having a back and forth. And Urgent. To... Look at that subject line. You're dead. You see that subject line? Urgent. Channel hacked. Everything gone. This? Yeah. How do you... Yeah. You're dead. You're the YouTube rep. You're like, uh-oh. Middle of the night, too. What time was it sent at? Does it say? 3.30 a.m.? <laughs> Urgent. They're like sleeping. He did say that uh, this YouTube um, assistant helped. Quickly? And was really, you know, yeah, pretty quick. That's good. So, Well, shout out to them. I was, I was curious because it did seem like it was down for a while. It was down for pretty much a whole day. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. He noted that the hack could have been easily avoided if the team had better processes in place and that it took longer than it should have to fix things because of how roles are dished out for his channels. The bottom line is our disaster response processes need to improve because I realized at three, whatever in the morning, that I didn't know how to reset the passwords to access controls across the channels. Yeah. Yeah. It's all distributed. You have different accounts with different privileges and... Mm -hmm. I'm happy that uh, they got things sorted out. Some people in the chat are saying, oh, well, if you were just a small-time YouTuber, you would not have got this response from YouTube and your stuff would remain hacked and Elon would still be there uh, on some kind of a live stream crypto fundraiser. Yeah, Linus was critical about that. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course that's the case. Of course that's what it would be. They, there's no way for all these things popping up. There's no way. They got a priority sequence. Yeah, sure. I highly imagine that's the case. But it's the whole thing's so ugly. I just wish they, I don't know. I don't know if it's possible to find a way to shut it down completely. It's like one of those things. If people want it bad enough, they seem to figure it out. And it's a constant cat and mouse situation. Mm -hmm. But he, he's back. He's back. Linus is back. Shout out Linus. Uh, onward and upward. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who joined here today uh, for this broadcast. We truly do appreciate those of, those of you who are part of the live experience, hitting the notifications and part partaking in real time during the weekdays. Today's Friday, so we won't see you again until Monday. In the meantime, over the weekend, hit up the Clips channel, pick out your favorites. Still haven't gotten to the bottom of what's going on with that $2 clip, so if you know how to decode it, then uh, go check that out. Shout out Feeder Brian. Shout out anybody who sent a super chat today. And uh, other than that, have a good weekend. Go outside. Uh, take a deep breath. I think it's about to get beautiful out there. I think so too. So go take advantage. Thanks, guys. Later. <laughs>